This is the Jail Ministry Podcast. The J-A-I-L, or Jesus Acts and Inmates Lives Ministry, is Christ-centered and provides programs focused on the prevention and intervention for the incarcerated. Jail Ministry also provides support to offenders, criminal justice professionals, victims, and their families. Thank you for your continued financial assistance. For more information, visit jailmen.org. Now, here's today's lesson. And good afternoon, brothers and sisters. It's Eric Walton from Jail Ministry in Belton, Texas. Glad you're with us uh, again. And uh, I want you to go ahead and take your Bibles and turn to 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8. Then we'll be going over to the book of Exodus. And Exodus is really our text for today. And on three different occasions, uh, the Pharaoh of Egypt, the Pharaoh that did not know Joseph, that group of Pharaohs, uh, uh, he personifies the devil and how the devil works, amen? And God is using him uh, um, so we can kind of get a picture of how the devil works. So take your Bibles, if you're there in First Peter chapter 5, verse 8. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary or your opponent... Uh, and I wrote down a lot of words there for him, amen. Uh, uh, one who resists you. The one who uh, contends with you or fights with you. Alright, be sober because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion. And the idea, the reason, the, the devil, the, the lions don't go walking around just because they want to walk around. The roaring lion walks around because he wants to eat. He's hunting. He's a half-starved, crazy, wild, mad dog beast. And he'll eat anything with meat. Amen. And uh, uh, so he wants to get you. Your adversary, the devil, walks about like a royal lion, seeking whom he may devour. He cannot devour everyone. He can only devour those, spiritually speaking, because uh, uh, God is using this personification as a devil here. Amen. Uh, he can only get those who open themselves up to be devoured. Amen. And it does not mean the devil's walking around trying to eat you up. He's trying to destroy your testimony, all right, of being a Christian. Uh, he's trying to destroy you from reading your Bible every day. He's trying to destroy you from praying every day. He's trying to destroy you from going to church. He's trying to destroy all the spiritual weapons God has given you that whereby you might stay strong. And, and by the way, understand something. The roaring lion isn't walking about trying to get unsaved people. He's trying to get saved people. Amen. He's trying to get saved people. All right. So uh, I wanted you to see this. Uh, I titled this message, uh, The Adversary. And that's all we need to say. So we want to look at him work a little, a little bit more over in the book of Exodus. And Pharaoh, we would do in the book. So turn over to Exodus. That's the second book of the Bible. Genesis, Exodus, chapter 8. And follow along with me. Alright. And uh, like I said, I'm glad you're here and with us and so forth. You pray for us over here. We'll pray for you. Exodus 8.25. The plague of flies. Alright. So, just to remind you of the story. The Jews went down into Egypt. Out of Canaan land. Now, I'm talking about Abraham, Isaac, Jacob. Abraham's great, I know Abraham's grandson Jacob takes his tribe or his uh, uh, 
that are with him. Alright. Jacob and his twelve sons. The twelve sons make up the twelve tribes of Israel. And they go down there because there's a famine in the land. They're starving to death. Up in Canaan land. God did not let them. They were not. They were not. I shouldn't say starving to death. There was no food to get. So Joseph went down before because of some trickster stuff going on and conning and all that sort of forth. You know, and J- 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 Joseph always tells his brothers, you meant it for evil, but God meant it for good. Now, it's an interesting story. You read all the back, back, back story on it. So now it's time. It's 400 years later. It's time for you. To, the Jews went down 70 persons strong, 70 people. 400 years later, there's probably 2 million of them. All right. And, and God had prospered them. God had sent them ahead. And he says, I remember my covenant with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. It's time for y'all to come out of Egypt. Egypt is a type of the world. It is not the world. It is a type. All right. And, and uh, uh, so he says, it's time for y'all to come out. So ten plagues. Each one getting worse. You've seen the movie, the... Uh, um, the Ten Commandments, yeah, uh, Charlton Heston, and it usually comes on around uh, what do you call it? Easter, all right. Sometimes it comes on around Christmas, depends on where you're at, but definitely comes on around Easter. So, so this is plague number uh, four, the flies. Now, what God, what God through Moses told Pharaoh, Pharaoh is a type of the devil. He is not the devil; he's a type. And you'll see how the devil works. So chapter 8, verse 25. You've had time to turn there. Amen. Let's pray. We already read uh, 1 Peter 5. At least pray and ask God to bless as I try to uh, enlighten the situation for you about what's happening here and how the devil works. You'll see as we go through the passage. Father, we thank you for your mercy and grace. Thank you for Jesus. Ask your blessing on the message. Uh, Pray that you get uh, all honor and grace from it, dear Heavenly Father. And uh, anoint my lips from on high. I pray for all the uh, uh, people listening, obviously mostly inmates, mostly male inmates probably. And uh, uh, ask you to help them in their legal situation, their financial situation. But most of all, I pray, dear Heavenly Father, you would have these men and women grow up spiritually. If they get grown up spiritually, that'll, if they get their vertical house right, that'll take care of their horizontal house. And they won't be going in and out of jails and prisons anymore. They'll be like me, saved, gloriously saved by the blood of the Lamb, the Lord Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. All right, now chapter 8, verse 25, uh, and follow with me if you would. There we go. Pharaoh called for Moses and Aaron and said, all right, go sacrifice to your God in the land. Uh, and and uh, uh, I, I need to back up one second. Verse 22. And in that day I will sit apart the land of Goshen. These plagues are coming on the Egyptians. Now God has went so far as to sit apart or to sanctify Israel. Sit them apart unto God. Amen. And, and what I'm talking about there is so this plague of flies is going to come. But it's not going to mess with the saved people. I used to be a, a drug dealer. I used to be a criminal, in and out of jail and all that sort of thing. Juvenile. I, I got saved when I was 20. And, uh, uh, but from 10 years old to 20, I was living on the streets, doing what you do when you're on the streets. Amen? 
And I noticed something. I, you, you have certain problems, mainly going in and out of jail, looking over your shoulder, violence, uh, early death, uh, homelessness, uh, uh, chaotic lifestyle, uh, high on drugs and liquor and all that sort of thing. Just, just chaos. Life is abnormal. The reason life is abnormal, you're trying to live life apart from God, and it does not work. So when I got saved and I started living for God, doing my best to follow him according to this book, I was a single man. Left all my drugs, left all my liquor, left all my partying and clubbing and whoring around and all that. Left all of that. I said, God, I'm going to try to live for you how you say in this book. I, I really don't think I can do it, but I'm going to do it because you say to do it. I'm going to try with all my heart. I noticed I didn't have the plague of flies. I didn't have the plague of lice. I didn't have the, the plague of jail anymore. I didn't have to worry about waking up with a hangover. I didn't have to worry about homelessness and all this other stuff or, or burning my bridges or, or just chaos in your life. I didn't have to worry about baby daddy problems. Didn't have none. I didn't have to worry about uh, clapping VD. Didn't have none of that. Didn't have to worry about a whole bunch of things. Um, why is that? God set me apart. I allowed him to set me apart. It wasn't like somebody waved a magic wand and poof. No. I had to read my Bible. I had to pray. I had to go to church. Um, all those things. The spiritual weapons he's given us. Uh, I didn't want to hang out with the old crowd anymore. We'd see each other. I'd say hello. We'd talk. Uh, they invite me to do something crazy, and I'd invite them to go to church. I, I didn't want to go with them, and they didn't want to go with me. <laughs> Amen. Well, I didn't want it that way, but that's just the way it worked out. I didn't leave them. They left me. Now go down to, uh, like I said, verse 25. Then Pharaoh called for Moses and Aaron and said, Go sacrifice to your God in the land. All right. When he says in the land, in Egypt. Not, not all the way back to Canaan land 400 years ago. Oh, no. Not the land that God promised Abraham back in Genesis chapter 12. No, 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 no. Go sacrifice to him in the land. Verse 26. And Moses said, It's not right to do so, for we would be sacrificing the abomination of the, of the Egyptians to the Lord our God. Do you see how he's trying to negotiate with them? Well, yes, you're saved. The Bible says do this. But, but don't go all the way doing all that godly stuff. Do, do, just do some of it. How about we say, uh, 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 you know what, we're going to quit smoking cigarettes. Well, what we'll do is we'll, we'll slowly get off of smoking cigarettes, or we'll slowly quit doing crystal meth, or we'll slowly quit snorting cocaine, or we'll slowly quit drinking liquor, or we'll slowly quit going. And what happens is we have a bad day, and we go from, we got down to smoking half a pack or a quarter of a pack, and then we go all the way back to a whole pack. We had a bad day. No, we need to cut a cold turkey. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. Get out of there. Go all the way. Give it all up. And follow God. Now, watch this thing, if you would. Uh, the abomination of the Egyptians before their eyes. Verse 27. We will go three days' journey into the wilderness and sacrifice the Lord our God as he will command us. So Pharaoh said, I will not let you go that you may sacrifice the Lord your God in the wilderness. Only you shall, excuse me, I will let you go that you may sacrifice the Lord your God in the wilderness. Watch this. Only you shall not go very far away. 
Intercede for me now. In other words, call to God and tell him to stop the plague of flies. Amen. Moses said, no, not, no, 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 no. He, the devil will say, hey, just, just do this. You know what? Um, I came to Texas in 2017 from North Carolina. I've told this story before. Maybe some of y'all heard it. Uh, I had no intention. I, I figured I'd die in North Carolina. I'm not from North Carolina. That's just where I was in the military at, and that was the last place I was at, and I stayed there. I lived close to Charlotte, North Carolina. God laid on my heart in a supernatural way. I knew it was God, and he told me to go to um, jail ministry over in Belton, Texas, and I said, what? I'm going to go all the way to Texas. That's halfway across the country. You know, I'm used to moving around and all that sort of thing. See, the devil would have said, well, leave North Carolina, but, but just go to South Carolina. That's only 100 miles away or 200 miles away. Don't leave it all now. Just, just, just go a little bit. You know, uh, you can live for God. Just do it on Saturday night and Sunday. Or just do it on Sunday. Saturday night, we got a party. Do it on uh, uh, Wednesdays or Easter or weddings or funerals. Don't go more than three days away. Let me read the rest of this to you. Uh, we will go three days journey into the wilderness to sacrifice the Lord our God as he will command us. Amen. In other words, Pharaoh, you don't command us. God commands us. What does the Bible say? My word is a lamp unto your feet and a light unto your path. All scriptures give my inspiration to God and is profitable. First Peter, excuse me, Second Peter chapter 1. We have a more sure word of prophecy. We saw things with our eyes, but what the Bible says is, is superior, Peter said, than what we saw with our eyes. We were there. We saw him transfigured. You know, we're going to do the word of God. Let's go down to verse 28. So Pharaoh said, I will let you go that you may sacrifice the Lord your God in the wilderness. Only you should not go very far away. Intercede for me. 29. All right. Now, follow with me now. Follow with me. Exodus chapter 8, verse 20, uh, 28. Uh, no, 29. Then Moses said, Indeed, I am going out from you, and I will entreat the Lord that the swarms of flies may depart from you tomorrow, from Pharaoh, from his servants, and from his people. But let Pharaoh not deal deceitfully anymore in not letting the people go to sacrifice to the Lord. The devil's got his kingdom, and you were in it, and you were instrumental in it, and he's got his grip. He's got his clutches on you like this. I believe that Jesus is the Son of God, is my Lord and Savior. He just slaps Satan's hand away from you, and you can walk on out. Amen. And uh, um, so Pharaoh made a promise. We'll watch and see what he does. You know, um, he ain't going to let you go. He's, he's a type of the devil, and he wants you to negotiate with him. To be free from him. You don't need to negotiate. You don't need to think about it. You know what? If somebody tells you how to get saved, I'll do that at the end of this thing right here. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Amen. I just told you what to pray already just a second ago. Amen. You know what? Uh, you don't need to think about it. You don't need to pray about it. You just need to do it. Amen. All right. The fool has said in his heart, No, God, I ain't going to do what you want. And then you're letting Pharaoh... Rule and run your life. And in a very negative, bad way. Amen. By the way, don't think. 
that these jail and prison visits, rehab visits, halfway house visits, a dysfunctional relationship with your children, where your children are basically abandoned from you, all right, or, 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 or absent from you, they're with their grandparents or aunties and uncles, or Child Protective Services has them. No, it's going to keep going. You done negotiated with Satan, and now Satan's got ya. Now let's go to the next one, chapter 10, verses 7 through 11. Now the fifth plague was a, a disease on the livestock, but guess what? The plague on the livestock where they would get some disease. Now livestock is everything. Cattle, sheep, horses, mules, donkeys, everything in Pharaoh's domain. Except on the children of Israel in Goshen. Goshen would be like, I'm in this county. And Goshen would be like the next county over. But it's, it's totally separate. And that's where they settled the Jews at 400 years earlier. When they came down, it's good pasture land, it's farmland, and this, that, and the other. Pharaoh lives in uh, Ramses and Python and Alexandria. Those are big cities in Egypt at this time. Egypt was the greatest power in the world. Pharaoh was the most powerful ruler in the world. And God said, I've allowed him to become the greatest and the most powerful and the most well done, all, well known all over the entire world so I can show my power. By getting you, you two million Jews released from him and set free to go into Canaan land. And that will be your home. All right. Uh, that will be your rest. All right. That will be you entering into his rest. So go with me, if you would, uh, chapter 10 and verse 7. And he's going to negotiate with him again. All right. Uh, it's always partial obedience some of y'all have said a prayer and did a little something for God but then you got some of that old stuff still in you and uh, uh, you haven't quite let it go you ought to pray and ask God to help you let it go every day pray and ask God to let it go that's what you ought to be praying about let it go I said something about that last week when uh, we were doing Matthew chapter 7. Judge not, least ye be judged. Alright, so verse 7 here. Then Pharaoh's servants, uh, this is Je uh, Exodus chapter 10 verse 7. Then Pharaoh's servants said to him, How long shall this man be a snare? A snare is a trap to us, question mark. It's understood. Don't let him be a, don't let him be a snare to us anymore. Amen. Uh, let the man go. See what they're saying? All these plagues, I told y'all before, I'll tell y'all again. It took Israel, excuse me, it took Egypt 500 years to recover from the plagues that uh, these 10 plagues now. These 10 plagues were probably over 6 to 18 months that Moses did these things in front of Aaron. Always announced and with much publicity and fanfare. It, they would have a special emergency news brief. The President of the United States is speaking. And Moses would walk up and said, let's, let's see, well, this is plague number eight, uh, the locust plague. All right, now let's, Pharaoh lets us go. Y'all go have locusts, and it'll be a, a kind of locust so bad. They'll eat everything all over the land of Egypt, except in Goshen. Where, where Jacob's 12 sons reside with their 2 million Jews, men, women, and children. It'll hit everywhere else, though. Amen? 
And you know what? Um, I got four sisters. Two of them are dead already. The reason they're dead is the wages of sin is death. Amen. Uh, they disobeyed God. And guess what? God took them home. Amen. And I, I shouldn't say God took them home. Well, God took them home. Amen. All right. But their sin really is what took them home. All right. So let, let me go on with this thing. Uh, verse 8. So Moses and Aaron were brought again to Pharaoh. And he said to them, Go serve the Lord your God, who are the ones that are going to go. Amen. So first he tries to say, thank you, 10 more minutes. First he says, don't go too far, but just two or three days. Now he's saying, you can go, but don't take your kids. Or you can go, but don't take your wife. Okay. See, that's going to bring you back over here. That's like, instead of smoking a whole pack, I'm only going to smoke five today. Y'all know what? I, I like Mountain Dew. Mountain Dew don't like me, but I like Mountain Dew. All right, so my system or my body don't do very well with Mountain Dew anymore. All right, when I was young, I could drink I could drink a two liter every day. All right, I can drink one Mountain Dew a week now. All right, one thirty two ounce Mountain Dew a week. All right, I drank it now Monday night when the national championship football game was on. Amen. All right, so you can't you can't just do it any old time. Amen. And you know what? That Mountain Dew is kind of like a Pharaoh. He's got me. All right, you can't do it every day, but you can do it one day a week. Amen. You know, let me go on with this now. Verse 8, so Moses and Aaron were brought in Pharaoh and said unto them, Go serve the Lord your God. But who are the ones going to go? Verse 9, and Moses said, We will go with our young, our old, our sons, and our daughters, with our flocks and our herds. We will go, for we must hold a feast to the Lord. Watch what Pharaoh does now. Then he said to them, The Lord had better be with you when I let you go. All right. Uh, and your little ones and, and go beware for evils ahead of you not so go now you who are men and serve the Lord so here he says you can go don't take your livestock don't take your wives and don't take your children how far do you think they're going to go they ain't going to go nowhere they ain't going to go nowhere now, now, now some guys they're mad at their wives they say well I'd leave her but I'm going to take my kids or uh, they're mad at the kids I'll leave the kids but I'm going to go or, or I'll take my livestock and leave them with her amen the vast majority of men, 99.9% .9 of us, hey, I ain't leaving my wife and my kids, amen? And, and by the way, I'm a living witness of that, amen? Uh, I ain't leaving my wife and my kids, amen? When I came to Texas, uh, well, they were grown, but I still kept association with them, amen? I go see them. One of them just left the other day. He moved to Washington State. My wife's flying up there next Monday to see him. Amen. They ain't been gone 10 days yet, and she's got to go see him. She's having withdrawal symptoms. Amen. And, and at first, both of us was going. And uh, I kind of wish I was going. All right. But, but I, I didn't. Amen. Uh, um, so verse 10 now. Then he said to them, the Lord had better, oh, verse 11, not so go now, you who are men, and serve the Lord, for that is what you desired. And they were driven out from Pharaoh's presence. So Pharaoh said, you can go, but this is it. And now they didn't already told him, God told us, lock, stock, and barrel. Everybody leave. Now he wants to negotiate. Okay, the men can go, but the women. First it was the distance. Now it's, well, the men can go, but the women and children and the livestock got to stay. All right, that's Pharaoh. We only got a little bit more time. Chapter 10, uh, uh, verse 23. Uh, but this is the ninth plague and darkness. Now, I don't have all ten of the plagues. The first one is the blood. Uh, the second one is the frogs. 
and the fourth one is the flies or something like that. You know, I, I can't remember them all right now. And the locusts, they progressively get worse. The water did cut, return, turn to blood for so many days, but then it went away. It was just an inconvenience. I'm primarily speaking to an audience that is incarcerated in a state, county, federal uh, facility. All right, and and here's my point. Um, um, we were doing this, and we keep we finally got so bad that the police took notice of us, or somebody took notice of us, and we got caught. And now we're in here. These punishments progressively get worse. That God, or these plagues, get worse. That God is allowing to happen to Egypt. And God is allowing worse and worse punishments to come into your life because of your lifestyle, your anti-God, your anti-Christ lifestyle, your ungodly lifestyle. Stop! How much more does He need to do to you? Some of you are my age in jail and you spent all your life in and out of some jail or prison. Stop! Just stop! Let all of that go away. Except Christ. Oh, I already did that. All right. Therefore, if you may be a Christ, he's a new creature. Old things need to pass away. God wants to come in and make you a whole new creature from the inside out. He's not trying to fix your old life. He's trying to give you a whole new life in Christ. Thank you, brother. Five minutes. So, verse 23. I ain't got much time now. They did not see one another, nor did anyone arise. Remember, this is the plague of darkness. Nobody can see each other. Except for in the land of Goshen. Except for for the saved people. They would be the Christian people of the church if we were talking about today. And so uh, um, uh, they did not see one another nor did anyone rise from his place for three days. But all the children of Israel had light in their dwelling. God didn't even allow the lights or the, the oil lamps or the candles or whatever. Pharaoh and all the Egyptians. They had nothing. Pitch black. By the way. That's how hell will be. Pitch black. There'll be absolute darkness for eternity. Receive Christ today. You ever notice we automatically go towards the light. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Nobody likes darkness. Nobody likes darkness. 24, then Pharaoh called to Moses and said, go serve the Lord, only let your flocks and your herds be kept back, let your little ones also go with you. So now the men and the little ones can go. I'm keeping your wife and your herds. Well, you're keeping my livelihood and the woman I'm married to, alright? Alright, again, you see how he's trying to negotiate, amen? And, and you know, Maybe three or four times you've tried to stop doing drugs and this, that, and the other. When you go to one of these places and it rehabs or halfway house them, hey, we're going toe, we're going cold turkey, 100% stop. God, I'm trusting you. Every hour, read your Bible. Whatever you got to do to get away from your sin, do whatever it takes. Amen. And uh, 24 to 27. Uh, let your little ones go. 25, but Moses said, you must also give us sacrifices and burnt offerings. In other words, we need our animals so we can have something to sacrifice that we may uh, sacrifice the Lord our God. 26, our livestock also shall go with us. Not a hoof shall be left behind. Understand something. Moses, 
He's the younger brother, but he's more spiritual than Aaron by a long shot. Son, we ain't negotiating with you. Here it is. We're on plague number nine here. The next one's the death angel. The firstborn of Pharaoh to the firstborn of a prostitute on the street or a drug addict on the street will die because you would not listen to the word. Amen. You would not do what I said. This time Pharaoh throws them out of the land. Amen. He throws them out. Get out of here. I don't want to have nothing to do with y'all. You, you killed my son and my firstborn and blah, blah. The beginning of my strength is what the Bible would say. Thank you. Two minutes. And uh, um, we must say, tell them to serve the Lord our God. And even we do not know what we must serve. The Lord, the Lord hardened Pharaoh's heart and he would not let them go. Go back to chapter 10, verse 3. So Moses and Aaron came into Pharaoh and said to him, Thus says the Lord God of the Hebrews, How long, and this is what he's saying to you, will you refuse to humble yourselves before me? Before God, amen? How long? Let my people go that they may serve me, or else if you will refuse to let my people go, behold, tomorrow... I will bring locusts into your territory. Pharaoh ruined his country because the devil was seeking whom he may devour. He had long had Pharaoh as his servant. They were idol worshipers down there in Egypt land. All right. Thank you. One minute. And there's idols for us to worship. How long? Let my people go. Amen. What did he say to him? How long will you refuse? I pray y'all listen to the message. And you're more than just hearers of the word, but doers. Amen. Every man, every head bowed, every eye closed. Father, thank you for your mercy and grace. Thank you for jail ministry. Let it have greater days ahead than behind. Anoint us from on high. I ask you to bless this message. Um, make sure all our facilities are open so that we can get in there and get the word in there. If they got tablets and they can look on the internet, I pray you would let them listen to these things. We're speaking and talking to you, the Word of God. Our inmates may be bound. The listeners of Jail Ministry Broadcast may be bound. But the Word of God is not bound. In the name of Jesus, pray and ask Him to come in your heart and save you from this untoward generation. In Christ's name, amen. God bless you.